Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Black and Abdallah on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Listen to us weeknights, 6 to 8, here on ESPN 1000. Today on a Friday, hanging out with you in for Greeny here on ESPN 1000, live in Chicago, talking sports with you. And Adam, I saw this earlier today because I feel like this is something that's going to continue on until we get to the NFL draft. But it feels like this week specifically, we've gotten some more information that people around the National Football League are really considering that the Bears should trade Justin Fields and use the number one pick in the NFL draft to select a quarterback. Most notably that quarterback being Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the other day Todd McShay from ESPN saying that Bryce Young reminds reminds him of Patrick Mahomes, a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes. So that's something notable to kind of look at. And then I see today on CBS.com, CBSSports.com, Rex Spielman, remember the the old GM for the Vikings? Yeah. You and I went to the Final Four when it was in Minneapolis. He joined us live on set. He was he was awesome. Yeah. He on CBS, on CBS Sports, is saying the same thing that from what he's seen from Bryce Young, that the caliber of that talent, of that player, is worth the Bears exploring a trade for Fields, getting back as much as they can for Justin Fields. And then spending their capital in the number one pick to draft Bryce Young and to build around that quarterback. And basically having Ryan Poles look at the situation saying, I want to reset my clock. I want a fresh five years with a rookie quarterback to then build out the roster. And I think Bryce Young is the guy. What do you think about that? This is now multiple people this week suggesting, you know, uh, there are people who have worked in the league, who are covering the league, scouting the league, that are suggesting that the Bears should use Fields as the trade bait and not the number one pick. No. You should not do that. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> I mean, no, like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I, listen, I watched every single throw of Bryce Young in college. Every single throw. I'm an Alabama fan. I watched every Alabama game. I saw every throw that Bryce Young made. He is a great talent. He is absolutely worthy of the number one pick should it be a quarterback, right? I think he's better than C.J. Stroud. I think he's definitely better than uh, Will Levis. I think he is better than those three. He's the best out of those three quarterbacks, right? And Anthony Richardson, because he's going to be a first-round quarterback, it looks like, too. He's the best of those four quarterbacks. Yeah. But I will tell you that if people are already saying that, like, Caleb Williams is better than that, Drake May might be better than that, uh, from North Carolina. Those are going to be the two guys next year. Sure. And then we also had on this station, had Mel Kuyper Jr. on with Waddle and Sylvie and say that if Justin Fields was in this draft, he would be number one. He would be better than them. Here's the biggest difference to me. The biggest difference is you've got one guy that's six foot, 194, and you've got one, one guy that's 6'3", 228. Like, and that's not saying that Bryce Young can't put on muscle. He can't grow, though. He's not growing anymore. He's not going to go get uh, leg extenders put in and get, like, four inches taller. 
I like Bryce Young, but I have a feeling that when he gets to the league, if he struggles the way Justin Fields did when he first came to the league, that you're going to get the same conversations. The same conversations you're going to get about C.J. Stroud, right? That it's going to be, hey, he was in the perfect system. He had great wide receivers. He had a great offensive line. Now, I'll tell you that Bryce Young did not have good wide receivers last year. He didn't have wide receivers up to the caliber that... Uh, like that Tua had or that Jalen had sure. when he was at Alabama. Like their their leading receiver was their running back in Jameer Gibbs. Like that's not how you're supposed to be uh, running an offense if you wanted to highlight the quarterback. But he still had a good a great year, right? But you already have a quarterback that's been learning, that's progressed this year. That I think that for me, I saw enough to say that good build around him. I think that you still have the opportunity. I don't think that. Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus are going anywhere if Justin Fields has a bad year. If you go out and you, let's say, you give him every opportunity, you rebuild the offensive line, you trade for T. Higgins, you draft a wide receiver in the first round, he's got all the weapons. He's got a healthy Darnell Mooney. He's got a Chase Claypool that's been in the system now for a, for a year. He's got a full offseason of throwing with him. If you give him every opportunity, just like the Dolphins did with Tua and the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts, and he still hasn't progressed, and he's putting up the same numbers, and he's still running for like 150 yards a game because he's, you know, he's too nervous to throw or whatever. Then move on. I don't think that this that ownership is going to move on from Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus after next year if Fields still has a bad year. So this is now the second time this week we have heard uh, an expert, a draft scout, suggest that the Bears should trade Fields. And that uh, Bryce Young is the guy because Bryce Young reminds them of a young Patrick Mahomes. Now, I think what we have to add is context for the situation Patrick Mahomes entered into. What I mean by that is I think Mahomes would prove that he's the best quarterback we've seen through five years almost ever in the National Football League, no matter where he landed. But you can't ignore the benefit of the structure that was in place in Kansas City, a mm-hmm. team that was ready to win at the moment. They made the playoffs when he was drafted there. And Alex and, Smith was playing well. And he was playing well. They had a quarterback in front of him, and they had a quarterback guru in Andy Reid to coach him along. Like When you look at the top of the draft board, there is not a team that has a, quote, perfect situation that is in the realm of being able to draft Bryce Young. And so when you look at the teams that have the ability or have been rumored to make moves, you're looking at the Texans, you're looking at the Colts, you're looking at the Raiders, the Panthers. Mm -hmm. Like, those are the first four teams. None of those situations are ready to win now with proven head coaches, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they're all new head coaches with teams with some of the worst records in the league that were dumpster fires, and that's why they're in the position that they're in, right? So... I think that's step one, is understanding that Mahomes can be great as a standalone, but also his situation was perfect. And I think back to your point about the size that Bryce Young brings to the table, six foot, 190, hoping to gain more weight, but still only going to be six foot. I think that's something where you really have to ask yourself, can the Texans, if they draft them, can the Colts, if they draft them, can they protect this player to allow him to develop because I I think there's one thing that Justin Fields 
has proven since he's been here in Chicago. He is tough. Mm -hmm. That dude is tough. Mm -hmm. And has he been banged up? Yes. Has he dealt with injuries? Yes. And he gets out there and he either plays through it or he's not out for that long so far. And and Bryce is the same way. Bryce got hit too a lot and he was out there playing. But he is much smaller than Justin yes, Fields his is. his frame is small. Yeah, Therefore, absolutely. to me, I would be concerned because the difference between Bryce Young and Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes had a great setup he was entering yeah. into. He didn't have to play as a rookie. He, uh, When he entered uh, the game as uh, a starter, he had weapons offensively, had an offensive line ready to go. He had a Hall of Fame tight end as a safety valve. He had it all in front of him. And, and that's where I continue to hear things that are are like he's like Mahomes. It's like, hold on, you have to understand that there's context that Mahomes entered the perfect spot to accomplish this. Now, we could also add, as being college football fans, as being guys who enjoy reading about recruiting, uh, we follow our two teams. You follow Alabama. I follow USC. uh, That Bryce Young was a name that we were aware about. Uh, when he was like 16. Yeah. Uh, he was a kid in uh, California that every top school wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a major problem for USC at the time that Clay Helton had no chance to get Bryce Young to stay at USC, to stay in California. He chose to go to Alabama, which used to be back in the day something crazy that, you know, until Tua and until Bryce Young, there was no pipeline from Southern California yep. to Alabama. Now there is the best quarterback to go to Alabama. With that being said, Bryce Young is the real deal. Like, he can make all of the throws. Oh, he yeah. is tough. He is quick with his decisions. And I think a part of that is, go back to the Tennessee game. Alabama lost that game, but Bryce was dealing, especially yeah. in the second half. And he was under pressure, and he was making smart throws, and he was he was able to move in the pocket to manipulate the defense to, obey, to uh, be available to find guys down the field to make plays to stick in that game, even though they lost at the end. Oh, like, listen. He, he played a great game against Tennessee, even though they lost that game on the road in this last college football season. Listen, Alabama's problem this year was not Bryce Young or the offense. That was a defensive problem. Look at the games that they lost. They gave up a ton of points to Texas A&M. They gave up a ton of points to uh, Tennessee. They gave up a ton of points to Texas. Like The games that they were close to or almost lost or did lose, they were giving up a bunch of points. This wasn't like a 10-3 to game where the offense was struggling. You know what I mean? So... You're also looking at a situation where whether or not teams believe in Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis, those teams that we mentioned, the Texans that need a quarterback, the Colts that need a quarterback, the Panthers that need a quarterback, they all have new coaching staffs. They all are going to believe that they can make whatever player. Like, you bring in a new coaching staff, you bring in a new GM, you bring in all this new stuff, your fan base wants a new quarterback. And Jim Irsay... The owner of the Colts is on record saying like, he likes Bryce Young. He wants a quarterback. He wants a quarterback. They're sick of doing this veteran quarterback BS. They want a, a quarterback to develop and turn into a franchise player. So I just don't see the benefit. Now, I do see the benefit of letting people believe that you might trade him. I do see the benefit of saying, hey, we might keep that. I want to see polls at the Alabama Pro Day. I want to see polls at the Ohio State Pro Day. Just looking and just being like, well, maybe. 
because that adds value to that first pick. I'm willing to concede that it's possible that Bryce Young will be a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Mm. I am not willing to concede that he will be such a better quarterback than than Justin Fields that you absolutely have to pick him over Fields. Does that make sense? Like, I think the potential for Fields to grow into a great quarterback is there. And I think he has the ability to become an elite quarterback at some point in his career. I don't think the difference between the two players is worth the gamble on the smaller player when you already have a guy who's proven to be durable. Now, devil's advocate. Yeah. Devil's advocate. What if the Colts call you or the the Texans call you and say, we'll give you two, 12, and a first next year? For Justin Fields? Mm -hmm. And you're giving up one? So you go to two so you don't get Bryce Young. No, but they're drafting. They're, you're trading Justin Fields, so they're not going to take. Okay, so you, I, I get what you're. Yeah, that so makes they would sense. probably take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. You could get Bryce Young. You'd have twelve and a twenty twenty four pick next year. My response would would be what I I just said. My response would be, I'm willing to suggest that it's possible that Bryce Young will be better than Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be better by such a wide margin that it's worth trading Fields. Yeah. With that said, I that my answer probably contradicts what that th- thinking suggests, right? Because that thinking would then suggest take Bryce Young and get the more assets. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like if we but both you, what if you both got to them, keep what if you got to keep the first pick though? Well, you're you're getting Bryce Young either way, so no, it doesn't really matter. Well, you'd have three picks in the first round as opposed to two first. That's two fair. First, you know what Jim I mean? Jim and Crystal Lake, you're on ESPN 1000. Jim, hey guys, so what? Uh, What's up? So, I believe you guys are referring to, um, you know, the guy's comments. Uh, I can't remember his name. Todd McShay, maybe. Who yes. Said, mm-hmm. you know, what he said, he used the word explore. Explore the opportunity of getting rid of uh, Justin Fields and, and you getting Bryce Young. So, I believe you guys are forgetting about that he used the word explore. So, when you go out at night, you know, you go to the local tavern you explore your opportunities, if you know what I mean. It doesn't mean you actually come up with an opportunity. But I got one more point that um, – why doesn't – I'm sorry. I just put a piece of beef jerky in my mouth. Oh, nice. But, uh, what flavor? <laughs> it's, it's the original, but it's uh, – Rich? Like, like yeah, it. that's it's, good. Yeah, it's natural beef jerky. Chewy? But the fresh, fresh thyme beef it. jerky is out of this world. Yeah. It's good. It's good. But, um, I can taste it's a, it right it's a now. breakfast of champions yeah. right there, Jim. I know, jerky. I'm telling you. So I, I usually prefer peppered, but today I'm just feeling a little original. Yeah. But why don't why don't we, you know, all these talk about Bryce Young, there's no way the Bears are going to do it. But why don't they just draft him? Use the first pick, draft him, take him to camp, run him both against Justin Fields and him, and, you know, play it out and see which one, and then dice one of them, you know, trade one of them a year from now. Well, so the- they could do that, but I know that's not a, it's a ridiculous option. But yeah. why not do that to see which one compares? Thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate it. Enjoy the jerky. Rock on. Rock on. There we go. There's Jim and Crystal Lake. My problem with that is is you're only, like, if you do that, it's supply and demand, right? Like, right now, that number one pick is the most demand right now between whether it's the Texans, the Colts, the Bears use it, the Panthers. Let's see if the Raiders want it, whoever wants it, right? If you draft Bryce Young and have him compete with Justin Fields and you say, all right, well, we'll pick one and then we'll just wait for a quarterback to get hurt, then you're only negotiating with one team. 
and you don't have the leverage. Whereas now you can play like we we did the exercise yesterday where I'm, you know, calling I'm the calling the Colts and saying, sure. give me this. And then yeah. I call the Texans and I say no the doubt. Colts are going to give me this. And then I call the Panthers and say these two teams are willing to give this up. You're playing those teams against each other. Whereas if you draft him and wait, you're only negotiating with like. Let's say uh, the 49ers get Aaron Rodgers for some some way, and he gets hurt. And then you're like, okay, well, we're just negotiating with one team as opposed to playing each other against each other and getting like a haul. There's more him. leverage in that situation. Yeah. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. In for Greeny today. We're talking Bears with you. Jerry Mokina, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jerry? Jerry. Yeah, I'm uh, just, I, I don't understand uh, all the comparisons because, I mean, Justin Fields really didn't have an offensive line this year. Uh, you're talking about uh, players that play behind, uh, like the Alabama uh, line that's unbelievable. Uh, mm. You know, some of these, some of these teams, they're going to like the Texans and the Panthers. We're not looking at offensive line, so they're going to be in the same predicament that Fields was. I totally agree with the Mahomes comparison, where he had an offensive line, he had a great tight end, he has all these things, and he walked into the perfect position. These other guys. You know, who knows what's going to be up with them? How, how could people even be thinking about trading uh, Justin Fields? We haven't even really given him a chance. Yeah, it's a fair point. Thanks for the call, Jerry. It's yeah. like I would like to see Justin Fields with a solid offensive line yeah. and a number one wide receiver. And I would imagine we would get, if that were the well, case, we won't get the calls that you should draft the quarterback number no. one. You would be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. This guy's the next real deal. Were they getting, I don't know where the Eagles picked last year, but were they getting calls in Philly about Jalen Hurts and moving on from him last year? I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. But right now, I, I, can we safely say that Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback in the NFL? No. Top ten? Uh, yeah, towards towards. Did Carmen Yergo have them in, his, in their top five, top six? Yeah, but you're asking me. Okay, you you don't count. What um, do you mean? You you asked me. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't count. I'm kidding. Um, I, I wouldn't put him in my top five. I, I put him I in my top ten. Jalen Hurts is getting close to the to the top ten. I, He's in the top ten without sitting down and writing out names. I mean, he had a great season. He was an MVP candidate this I year. I would put him in the top ten. And if we're going off that trajectory, and we've looked at it, and we've done it countless times of looking at the trajectory of what Jalen Hurts did the, for his first three years in the league, and now what uh, Justin Fields is about to do in his third year in the league, hopefully next year, we can. All you have to do is you have to build and protect your quarterback. We've seen him make the throws we've seen him be mobile we've seen him go on the move and make throws we've seen him when he has time in the pocket play well when this offense don't forget about it this offensive line was good about the middle point of the season Mm -hmm. when they were playing well and then they had injuries and that's when it started to go back to the way it was at the beginning of the season and the offensive line wasn't playing well but in the beginning in the middle of the season when they were putting up 35 points a game and they were a top five 
offense and DVOA drink. It showed that what Justin Fields can do when everyone was healthy and they were protecting him. It said what he could do. It showed what he could do. And so just give him the chance. Build around him. Use get get a haul for the first round pick for the first overall pick. Turn it into a few first a few uh, picks and build around him. Sign a bunch of guys for the offensive line. Get a defense that can support him so he's not going out and playing come from behind every uh, every time he's out on the field. To me, the biggest problem with the offense wasn't the offensive line last season. It was reliable receivers. Yeah. I, think about those games in December where your number one was EQ St. Brown or Pringle. Byron Pringle. That's not going to get it done. Like, what are, what are you doing? Like, it was a disservice to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the offense, you're right. The offensive line wasn't terrible last year. It was serviceable. That wasn't the reason they were so bad. The reason they were so bad is they had unreliable wide receiver play. Yeah. Fields had no one to throw to and no one who could get open. We go to Ryan and Gurney. You're on ESPN 1000. Guys. Yeah, we got a, uh, you know, the biggest off-season moment in Bears history coming up in however many days at the Combine when they measure Price Young's hand size. I got Grossman's at like 8.5, Russell Wilson's at like 10.5, like Tom Brady and everybody else are at like 9.5. Okay. It, yeah, so you want to? Uh, so you want to? So big hand size guy. So what? Uh, what do you All think? Right. What do you think Justin Fields' uh, hand size is? What do you think? If we're me- if we're measuring inches here, what do you think? Uh, Let's see. How do you think Justin Fields stacks up? Well, Justin Fields is the size of a truck, so I would think that uh, he's got to be just under ten or around ten. Nine uh, and an eighth. He, nine and nine nine and nine one and eighth. eighth inches. Ooh. Oh yeah, you know it's that nine number, and if Bryce Young's under that, you can't take him. He's already a little guy, but. I mean, so so, so hold on. So so Ryan, we already know that Bryce Young is shorter and smaller and weighs less than Justin Fields. But if he's got more inches, we're going Bryce Young, right? That you're on the record saying if Bryce Young has more inches than Justin Fields, go with Bryce Young. Well, Justin can't uh, throw on time, and those inches are only if only where it counts. So if he's got if he's got bigger hands, you can take him, and then you can still get Seattle to throw in a bunch of picks for Justin. Because he because he's got more inches, right? Look, he's six foot one ninety, which nobody likes. But if he's got huge hands, that's one thing. I mean, you got to worry that he's going to get you know Mike Young, Decordian, or or Tua Tunga Viola. He's never going to play. And Justin, man, he's huge. Like and yeah. Like, he had a huge progression on running and running on time. He can run on time. He's like a laser beam, but Ryan, he's got a throw. What if, what if Bryce Young has more inches, but Justin uses those inches better? Yeah, Justin, Justin definitely uh, has, uh, has more uh, girth. All so. right. Okay. A Friday with Bluck and Abdallah, and on Fridays with Bluck and Abdallah, we present to you all calls welcome. Friday night calls with Bluck and Abdallah, presented by the Chicago Hounds. Shout out Chicago's new professional rugby team. The merch is. Have you seen the Chicago Hounds merch? It's cool, dude. I like their logo. It is fire. I, I need a sweatshirt. I need a sweatshirt. I need a Chicago Hounds sweatshirt. Medium. Come on, Lynch. Get it done. Anybody. 
Anybody from the Hounds, I want to rock that gear. All right. Raymond in Skokie. You're on, what, what did Shay just say to you? I nope. didn't get that one. I nope. didn't get the joke. He mm-hmm. said it to you. You reacted. I see it on Twitch. What did he say to you? I'll say t- it in my ear, Shay. <laughs> we go to Raymond in Skokie. You're on ESPN 1000. That was just for us. Hey, guys. Just wanted to share some thoughts here on Justin. Yes. Um, I want to say that, you know, if it's about smoke screening to increase our, you know, ability to get more for our pick, I'm all for that. But if it's really about trading Justin Fields, I'm not sure where people are coming from with that. Uh, Sometimes it seems as if people act like he threw maybe 15 touchdown passes in college as opposed to the 70 he threw in a year and a half. And I think people overlook his passing ability based on his box score numbers in a bad situation with the Bears. Uh, I think we're going to build around this kid. He's probably the best thing that ever happened in this franchise. Uh, I don't say that lightly. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the future. Yeah, good call, Raymond. I appreciate it. The thing that I would look at with Justin Fields in his first two seasons is the interception totals. Mm -hmm. They're not crazy. Was it great? No, but it was manageable. And if you think back to last season, from the halfway point on, he took care of the football. I know that he's being knocked on uh, all the different talking head shows for turning the football over a lot because he has lost some fumbles in different situations. As far as throwing bad interceptions... He is not that young quarterback who's just thrown it up for grabs. Yeah. It's something that we saw with the last young quarterback that we had in town yeah. who was just throwing it up into double, triple coverage and getting picked at, at almost once a game. Justin Fields wasn't doing that last season. Dude, after the Commanders game, that mini buy, they scored 33, 29, 32, 30, 24, and then he got hurt, so he was out for the Jets game. But in that time, we looked at it. They were a top-five offense. Like, they were moving the ball. Yeah, the defense was awful. They were giving up a lot of points because they, they only won one of those games, that Patriots game. But he was playing well. They weren't losing because of him. You know what I mean? Like, if you were losing because he was turning over the ball late or whatever and not putting up enough points and airmailing throws like we used to see here, no, he's not doing that. He's making the plays. It's Black and Abdallah. If you want to join the conversation, we're talking football with you here on ESPN 1000. You can call us at 312-332-3776. Your calls are next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm coming, on. The goal of this show is to make Shay Norling laugh. If we accomplish that, then that's a good day. Shay's like delirious at the end of the morning, and it's always really easy. I'm so, I'm so He's tired. He's so tired right now. Yeah, I'm just slap happy and like... Uh, I love it. It's how's, outstanding. How's the... Uh, did you get the uh, chicken pot pie soup? I did. Is it good? What, what, what did we do? Five or out of five or out of ten? I did out of ten. Or five, 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 out of five. All right. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go four out of five. Okay, that's respectable. Yeah. For, for, a, chain, for a chain soup next door? It's, you were right. The, uh, the extra breadcrumbs Extra helped. breadcrumbs, yeah. yeah. For those listening to the station this week, uh, you're aware that Charlie had some meat the other night. Uh, Charlie, how was your meat? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. Very good. Very <laughs> did you get the sweats? I did, yeah. Big yeah. Time. yeah, yeah, big meat sweats guy. Yeah. Tough Uber right. ride home. Yeah. Oh man, did you like? Yeah, you, you went to Fogo, those... right? 
Correct. All right. Did you, you ever put up the stop sign? Uh, a couple times, like once or twice. But I was uh, I listened to my dad's advice and avoided the salad bar. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, did you smart. avoid the salad That's bar? That's where they make their money, right? Like people loading up on the salad Pe- bar. People look at that salad bar and they're like, yeah. this is the greatest thing in the world. It's I need everything. Tempting. Yeah, it's huge. But no, don't waste don't waste your time on green leafy things. Yeah, That's I a had, waste. I had like a little bit of uh, rice and beans, but that was it from the salad bar. All right. Very nice. And, and Shay, you had a uh, very passionate uh, rant. Is that what we're calling it uh, earlier today about yeah. Girl Scout cookies? That was something. That was nice. I've cooled off a little bit since. <laughs> Have but, you? Yeah. You no, man. Very just, angry. <laughs> it does irritate me. My mother, that is trying to do something nice, send some cookies for the show to give to people at the station around the building. She lives all the way in, in outside Detroit. So she's paying not only for the cookies, boxes and boxes she's of cookies. Doing what? But to, I heard it too. Also to ship these uh, to, ship. yeah, Got with it. a P to uh, <laughs> Chicago. So she's paying for a lot. And then they just get stolen. <laughs> I mean, it's not even really about the Girl Scout cookies, which I did want some Girl Scout cookies badly. So I was excited about that. But it is really just, here's my my poor mother trying to do something nice for people. Do you have the ring doorbell uh Footage of no, the so at my theft? building we are not allowed to put up cameras. What what do you mean by that? We can't have cameras. Is it is it are you inside or is your door facing the outside world? No, we have like a courtyard, so my windows face into the courtyard. Other other units? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I would have to put the camera up and angle it towards the front, but e- any way I do it, it would look into other places. We've Got had it. this come up. There was a, an email sent out. No cameras. You can't put up any cameras. We did get the photographic receipt of the placement of the box. Box was never there. Oh, no box. Mm. Mm. It's tough. No Interesting. Box. I had a difficult time finding the so box. So what's the, what's the solution? Are, are you saying, hey, it's a loss. Don't worry about it. Or mom, send me more Is cookies. Is she sending more cookies? Are you just going to go to one of our fine Girl Scout troops here in the state of Illinois and maybe, you know, yeah, I'll probably give go them to, your I, money? I live like a half a, a kitty corner, basically, from a Jules. I'll probably yeah. just go see if they're uh, oh, yeah. set up out there. They're yeah. set up. There's I've a troop that's that set week. up uh, yeah. the Jules by me on Southport and Addison. They're always yeah. set, they're set up there, yeah. usually on Saturdays. Yeah. So there you go. I could okay. scope it out for you this Saturday and let you know if you want me to. You want me to let you know this Saturday tomorrow? Yeah, please. let you know? All right, I'll text All you. Right, that's good. Good. I'm glad we sell. When I go for bagels, that's good. Steingold. You know a story we've been following on our show, Black and Abdallah, for the last couple of weeks. When you look up, there's there's mystery in the sky, Abdallah. There are balloons. Yeah. There are UFOs mm-hmm. flying about. Yeah. I mean, and people don't know what it is. The government doesn't know what it is. They know. They've been shooting these things down. They know what they are. Have you seen the latest on this? Uh, WBBM has a story up. Did you see this yesterday? Are you aware of this? Hmm. A suburban ham radio club ham is missing one of its transcontinental balloons. Interesting. It disappeared as the U.S. began shooting down unknown objects. Shocking. Now, this balloon has been aloft for more than 120 days, and it has traveled around the globe five times. But now it's missing in action. The members of the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade are telling WBBM. They were inspired by the movie Up 
They wanted to launch their own balloon, and they did so back in October. They wanted to send an old dude into the sky. <laughs> from a Libertyville Forest Preserve. Hey! So they sent up a balloon that flies and reach, reaches heights of 50,000 feet. And it follows all the federal relega- uh, relegations and mm-hmm. uh, launching balloon uh, things that you to, to have it legally up there. And this week, they are saying that their balloon is no longer responding hmm. and sending back information to this little club that uh, sent up a balloon from Libertyville in the Forest Preserve, yeah. the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, NIBBBB. So, so this is probably the one that they shot down over Lake Michigan, is what we're assuming? Uh, actually, they said they lost connection over an island in... Uh, Alaska. Oh, so this was probably the Alaska one. Yeah, it, huh. it was hmm. over an island on the Alaskan coast was the last time this group made contact with their balloon. See, y'all be freaking out over nothing. <laughs> one, one, they're probably weather balloons, which is the most, because it's, it's uh, what is it, Occam's Razor, right? The most logical explanation is probably what's true. Sure. The most logical explanation is that they're weather balloons, and they were in, like, a flight path or disrupting other signals that the government was getting and they were in like the path of those so they went up and they shot him down right the other explanation yeah. is that the government knows what these are they're not telling you because they don't tell you everything and they're just like yeah nothing to see here folks and the government has announced that they shot down three yeah more items that were up there mm-hmm and that's not counting the one that they shot down last week before the Super Bowl that yeah. was the one that was uh Chinese, the Chinese balloon that yes. was up there. That yeah. The Chinese say they, they're not quite sure if it's theirs type of thing. It might mm-hmm. be theirs. It might be for weather yeah. services. That's fine. Uh, so there you go. So a group out of the northern suburbs here in Illinois. Man. Uh, it might have been their balloon. Can we get them a new balloon? That the U.S. government what shot What do we down. have to do to get them a new balloon? This sounds like the worst Top Gun sequel ever. Some guy, some Top Gun pilot in a $200 million airplane goes and blows up a little hobbyist balloon. <laughs> this is awful. You're out of control, Maverick. <laughs> what a waste of re- Yeah, right. <laughs> I just love the idea that, that we have official statements from the government. Biden has to make, uh, he has to meet the press on a daily basis to update national security on these balloons. Mm-hmm. And it's a group. That enjoys ham radios yeah. out of the northern suburbs yeah. sending up a balloon just to see if it could be up there. It circled the globe five times before they realized that it's up there. And then Tom Cruise is in a jet going a thousand miles per hour. Which one was it, though? With his face. Was it Tom Cruise? Was it Rooster? Was it Hangman? I don't know. Was it Phoenix? Or was it, was it Bob? Is it only Bob. Maverick can handle this mission? No, I feel like it's this Bob. is the one they would send Bob for. Yeah, this is a Bob mission. This is the, you remember the one guy that's like, his name's Bob. Like, no, what's your call sign? He goes, no, it's Bob. It's Bob. Yep. This is like, nah, that's a Bob job. It's Get out of here, job. Bob. Get out of here, Bob. Bob's like, oh, okay, I'll do it. I need fly experience. All right. And he goes and shoots it down. Good job, Bob. So we could go. You got in. that balloon. It was possibly aliens moving in uh, today based on local reporting here in Chicago. Maybe it's just. A club sending up a balloon. Man. Can you guys can listen, government? Listen, government fat cats. Leave the nerds alone. 
All right? <laughs> Leave the weather nerds alone. They're trying to get climate data. They're trying to just they're trying to just have a time with their little ham radios. Leave the nerds alone. No, Mr. President, you're out of line. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? This, this is why it's a Maverick mission. He stole the plane. Yeah. He's going to own the nerds. Yeah, he's up there just flying by himself. You have flown this in a condition where it is never going to be able to fly again, so you could blow up some nerds' weather balloon. We go to Noel on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Noel? What's up? Yes, good afternoon, gentlemen. How y'all doing, man? Hello. We're good, man. What's up? Yeah, I mean, I'm getting sick and tired of this Justin Cantrell narrative. I mean, what was he known for at Chicago's uh, uh, Ohio State when he had receivers and the offensive line to protect him? I mean, he wasn't a runner. I mean, he was throwing the ball from the pocket. All of a sudden, did he forget how to throw the ball? I'm with you. Watching Justin Fields in college, he was the best going down the field with accuracy outside the numbers. He, he was a big-time throwing quarterback. He wasn't a running quarterback at Ohio State. Yeah, so this narrative that he can't throw, he can't throw, it's kind of, I mean, it's going to it's kind of getting old. Give him an offensive line and some weapons outside, and let's see how he does. Trying to uh, trade him for Bryce Young. You put Bryce Young behind that best offensive line, He's going to get killed by the second quarter. What are you guys talking about? I don't yep. know what to keep talking about. No, no, well, you're right, too, because, like, <laughs> as someone who watched Alabama a lot this year, their offensive line wasn't great, and Bryce Young was under pressure a lot and had to do a lot with his legs, just like Justin had to do this year. And he did it, so he can do it. But if their offensive line, every, like, that was the talk of Alabama this year. If their offensive line was better and gave Bryce Young more time and he had better wide receivers, they would have won a couple of those games that they lost and probably would have been in the national championship game. But because they had such weak wide receivers by Alabama standards, he wasn't really able to do anything. And so now put him in the NFL setting with no offensive line. You think what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, good call, Noel. Appreciate you. There, there you go. 312-332-3776. We're talking Bears. We're talking about Justin Fields. You know, some people are suggesting the Bears should trade Fields, use the number one pick for Bryce Young. What do you think about that? Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Filling in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000. Thank you to Charlie Bevins and to Shay Norling for producing today's show. Abdallah, guess what? Hmm. On Monday, what about it? Black and Abdallah will be in for Greeny on oh, Monday. Yeah, yes. What about uh, what about Wednesday next week? We'll be here on Wednesday. What about Thursday next week? Why don't you just tell me about Thursday? We'll be here. In for Greeny. Three days. Three days next week. In for Greeny. So there you go, Twitchers. Shout out to you for hanging out with us this morning. In for Greeny. And you get three days next week. Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right here on ESPN 1000. We go to Nathan in Crestwood. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nathan? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Um, What's up? I heard people talking earlier, like maybe uh, like Fields and Young might be comparable Sure. Inability and stuff. So if you get the extra picks for fields and you get those couple extra years in the rookie contract, right? So with young. So, I mean, that would be to me kind of a 
a selling point in a way, or at least a, a reason to like kind of go that other route. As much as I like fields, and I'd rather keep them. But um, you know, if you're trying to play for the long term, if you get a couple of first rounders for fields, and then you get Bryce Young, who would be comparable on that rookie contract. That's my thought. Now, Nathan, to guarantee that, wouldn't you have to know that Bryce Young would be better than Justin Fields? Like, if, if Bryce Young was the prospect, say uh, Trevor Lawrence was, or uh, Andrew Luck where it was a a 100% can't-miss prospect. Uh, The physical side of it all makes sense. The arm talent, the success in college. Like, that to me is the only time you would move a guy like Justin Fields uh, to then take the number one player as a quarterback. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, Justin Fields, I'd rather stick with him, but... I don't know. It's like you're taking a gamble anyways because field still isn't proven. You know, I, I think he's great. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it, to me, it's it's pretty close right now, at least with that idea of the rookie contract, getting a couple extra years out of it. Good point, Nathan. Uh, Appreciate it, the phone call. We go to Isaac in Denver, Colorado, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Isaac? Hey, good afternoon, guy. Well, I guess good morning still. Good to hear you on here. Thanks, man. Fantastic. Love, uh, love all your takes, and thanks. Isaac. Love getting to hear uh, crosstalk at both ends too. Appreciate yeah, it's it. fun, you isn't in the it? Morning with hoodie, and yeah, it's awesome. So excited to hear you on Monday as well. Hey, just shout out to uh, Charlie. Nice job going to Fogo to show and staying away from the salad bar. I made <laughs> that mistake out. first time, but uh, <laughs> also be selective with the meat you get because not all meat is made the same. Mm. Oh. So, Maybe next time you go, just, I don't know, in my opinion, go for the choice meat. But, All right. Okay. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring up a couple things and just got a couple questions for you. Sure. I agree. I think it's ridiculous if, unless somehow uh, the GM sees something and he, like, but then I feel like maybe he's trying to be smart in the room, which was part of Ryan Pace's problem. Exactly. So I hope he really is not seriously considering getting rid of fields because, I really think we need to stick with him. I've been so impressed. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of his coming out, but just the way he's matured and he's been such a leader and especially through all the adversity. I mean, he had to deal with uh, heading out coach in front office and then not only that, but inferior talent around him. And he still like takes it on the chin and is able to like show that leadership. So I, I agree. I think if we get some talent uh, especially to what you said, Chris. I love that about getting some wide receivers around him. Like, I'm definitely a staunch supporter of building in the trenches, and I think that seems to be the the big thing that people say is you got to build in the trenches, not only protect your quarterback, but then be able to rush your quarterback. But I kind of look at, I mean, not only Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, but also Justin Herbert when he was at, I guess now L.A., like he didn't have a great line to begin with, but he had some really talented receivers, and he was able to put up really good numbers. Now, I know we're looking for more numbers. We want uh, playoffs and championships, but I would love to see a good receiver there. Because, yeah, I mean, you watch Fields in college, and he had great receivers, and he was hooking up with them. So I think we could definitely see some of that. So uh, I guess my questions are, uh, one, do you think they should target – I mean, I know in the draft, like, it's, like, either best available or greatest need, and for the Bears, the two are pretty much the same. Right, quarterback. Right, right. But as far as free agency, do you think if they had to choose, like, between that tackle from Kansas City 
and then T. Higgins or someone similar? Like, should they go off the wide receiver instead? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. A, oh, yeah, go ahead. Second sorry, yeah, question? A little, one, a little different, but also, I guess, along the what's going on with the Bears purchasing Arlington Heights, uh-huh. uh, the property there, which is awesome. And I do think they should build their own stadium and have their own place out there. But I'm kind of curious with all the hype and if it's serious or not of people thinking that there'll be a Super Bowl in Chicago. I mean, I it's been six years since I've lived in Chicago, so it's been a little while. But from what I remember, like, winter was not that enjoyable. Like, no. Although this winter awesome. hasn't been too bad, though. Yeah, but when you yeah, get yeah, when you, Isaac. thanks Isaac. When you build uh, yeah. a new stadium, you automatically are pretty much guaranteed an because the NFL is helping you like, fund it, and yeah. they know that building these marquee uh, structures that then they the Colts can, got one, the Giants got one, like New York got one, like they they've Minnesota Minnesota's gotten one, like they give them to cold weather cities if they build a, a new stadium. And Isaac mentioned uh, in the off season for the Bears. You go after maybe defensive line in free agency, maybe an offensive tackle. Wide receiver in free agency, I don't think is going to be where the Bears can get that guy. But he mentioned T. Higgins. If the Bears can go make a trade, that might be worth it. But uh, I I think, yes, it's all on the table. They need help in all those spots. I think everything is on the table except for trading Justin Fields. Little Tito's, little hot tub. Have a great rest of your night. I'm coming, hon. I'll be right there. Carmen Yurko, coming up in two minutes. You're listening what? to Black and Abdallah. I'm coming, ESPN on. Chicago. I'm this coming, is on. Chicago's home for sports. I'm coming, hon.